Welcome to Slaking Thirst, a podcast that's all about bringing the thirst deep within our hearts for love and communion to the heart of Christ, a divine heart who is seeking our love and communion in return. The hope is that the two thirsts would meet and both thirsts would be slaked. Friends, the Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. Jesus said to his disciples, Blessed are your eyes because they see and your ears because they hear. Amen, I say to you, many prophets and righteous people long to see what you see but did not see it and to hear what you hear but did not hear it. The Gospel of the Lord. See why? See why? All right, that was good. Okay. You ever seen that before? Yeah, all right. All right, so, guys, uh, this is going to be an amazing week, amen? amen? All right, raise your hand if you've been here before. Okay, hands down. Raise your hand if you're, uh, this is your first time at, at CYSE. Woo! All right, sweet. All right. This is very, very, very exciting. So uh, someone tell me, what's the theme for the week? Right here, because you raise your hand. Magnificare. You have to say it like that, magnificare. Let me hear you. That's pretty good. All right, what does it mean? Back to you. Magnify. All right, and uh, who is the one that we are focusing on this week? You're getting all the answers. Mary. Okay, give her a round of applause. Okay. Okay. My headset's on. Okay. Yeah, Tony! All right. So, all right, here's the thing about Mary. Sometimes, where is she? She's over here. Sometimes, oftentimes, I think in the spiritual life, when we think about our Blessed Mother, this is one of my favorite statues of the Blessed Mother. But when you're growing up and you're thinking about the Blessed Mother, you see images of Mary, you see paintings of Mary, you see sculptures of Mary. And she looks just like this kind of like porcelain, fake, plastic kind of doll. Like a lot of our artwork about Mary, it doesn't really make her look like a real person, right? It just kind of looks like she's this woman who's like just been standing on clouds her whole life. And she talks with a British accent like, dear Jesus, my son, dinner's ready. Like, I don't know. I, I don't know. But like she looks like she's never been like a woman who's ever like, I don't know, like had body odor before. I know that sounds weird. You're like, is that heretical, Father? I don't know. But she lived in a hot part of the world. Like, her, she had sweat glands. Mary sweat. Did you know that? Mary sweat? Yeah. Do you also know that Mary probably had favorite foods? Yeah. you know that Mary had, like, friends growing up? And the feast day that we have today is the feast day of Mary's parents. Mary had a mom and dad. Mary had a mom and dad. St. Joachim, who was her dad, and St. Anne, who was her mom. The reason why this matters so much, this is not just simply about Mary, because here's the thing. Everything that the church has and says and teaches about the Blessed Mother is actually something about Jesus. Like, everything that the church says or proclaims about this woman is actually about protecting something that we believe about Jesus, right? So here's the thing, right? Like, real people, real people 
have grandparents and not real people don't. I know. I know. I know. Breathe that in for a second. Put that in your journal and write about it. Okay, real people, real people have grandparents. Real people have grandparents. People who aren't real don't. I know that seems so obvious. But this is why I just want to hone in on this because, like, there's no other religion in the world, like, that proclaims that, number one, that God became flesh and dwelt among us. That's absolutely staggering and unique that we believe that as Christians. But, like, so much so that God entered into a family line. He entered into, like, a family tree. You have a family tree. You've got grandparents and great-grandparents and great-great-grandparents and so on and so forth all the way back to, like, you know, however far it goes back, right? Jesus entered into a family line because he's a real person. Like, the ancient Greeks, okay? So the ancient Greeks, anybody study, like, Greek myths? Like, you got Hercules and Zeus and all those people, right? The ancient Greek gods and goddesses, they didn't have grandparents, there was no myths about Hercules' great-grandmother. You know why? Because those people didn't exist. I know, I know. We're like, I read Percy Jackson. I, ah, right? <laughs> Jesus had grandparents. I want you to think right now about the relationship you have with your grandparents. Like maybe your grandparents are... Uh, are, are with the Lord, right? All of my grandparents are now with the Lord. My, my grandpa, who is my dad's dad, he died two years ago. He was my last surviving grandparent, so none of my grandparents are alive anymore. Maybe that's your story. Maybe that's how it is in your family. But I want you to think about your grandparents right now, especially those of you who, had, who really knew them and who had relationships with them, like the time you spent with them, right? Maybe the recipes that they cooked for you or like what it was like to be with grandpa and have grandpa tell like old war stories or whatever it would be, you know? Jesus had those experiences and memories with his grandparents. I don't think we tend to think about it that way. I don't think we tend to think about Jesus, like, sitting on Grandpa Joachim's lap, you know, like, tell me about the time you did the, and I don't know, like, <laughs> Jesus, did I ever tell you about the time I married your grandmother, you know, like, but, like, this is a real thing. This is why this matters so much, because, like, guys, I, I, I just, I hope and pray this week more than anything else for you, Jesus becomes, like, a real person, amen? Like, he's not just simply an idea that you've been taught about or learning about in, like, Catholic school or PSR classes. Like, I remember growing up thinking, like, yeah, okay, Jesus, like, I've heard about it, but, like, I don't, like, whether or not he's real, I, it doesn't even factor into my life. This week, please, God, let your son become so real to us that he's, like, as real of a fact in our life as, like, anything else that we are seeing or experiencing, like, here's the thing, right? The gospel that we just heard, Jesus says to his, his disciples, he says to them, he says, blessed are your eyes, for they see, and your ears, for they hear. Truly I say to you, many prophets and righteous men longed to see what you see and did not see it, and to hear what you hear and did not hear it. You know what he's talking about? He's talking about all of these amazing people from the Old Testament who we hear about, mass after mass, Sunday after Sunday. Think about Moses, Abraham, David, Elijah, Elisha, Abraham. Like It goes on and all, all these incredible people who are preparing the way for the Messiah, 
preparing the way for like God entering in to save his people, but they did not get to see it. Just kind of like Moses, he led the Israelites through from slavery into freedom. He led them from Egypt, but then Moses didn't get to enter the promised land. He didn't get to see it. There are so many people, Jesus is saying, who long to see what you are seeing. He's talking to his 12. The fact that I am here is what he's saying. The fact that your God, the God of your ancestors, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, the fact that God has entered into the human story, human hearts from the very beginning have longed to see this, he's saying. He's saying, and your eyes are seeing it, and your ears are hearing it. Like when you look at the apostles, when you look at the people who wrote the New Testament, this is how they describe it. Like this is from 1 John. So John was one of Jesus' disciples. He says, that which was from the beginning which we have heard, which we have seen with our eyes, which we have looked upon and touched with our hands concerning the word of life, the life, that life was made manifest and we saw it. He's talking about God, the word becoming flesh. We saw it with our eyes. We touched it with our hands and we testify to it and proclaim to you the eternal life which was with the Father and was made manifest to us, that which we have seen and heard, we proclaim to you. Or this is from First Peter. Listen to this. So Peter, who was our first pope, right? He says this. For we did not follow cleverly devised myths. Listen to that again. We did not follow cleverly devised myths. Like this story that we're telling, this story that we're proclaiming, he's like, this is not just something we made up. This is not like something that happened a long time ago in a galaxy far, far away. This is not something that like, like it's not like the Greek myths. It's not like any other ancient story. This is utterly unique. He's saying we did not follow cleverly devised myths when we made known to you the power and coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. But we were eyewitnesses of his majesty. Guys, like... God has grandparents. God became flesh. He became flesh. Now, here's the thing. As I was praying about this, this is what my heart just kept sitting in. This is where I want to share with you. that, like, So Jesus is looking at his apostles. He's saying, blessed are your eyes because they are seeing it, and blessed are your ears because they are hearing it. That was 2,000 years ago. So the question is, what about us? Is it just that, like, okay, well, like, those people who got to meet him for those 33 years of his earthly life, like, they just happened to luck out in the time in which they got to live? Like, none of us got to live right now, like, like when Abraham Lincoln lived. I would have loved to have met Abraham Lincoln, you know? Put his hat on my head or something. I don't know. Like, or George Washington and see, like, are his teeth really wooden? I don't know. That's what they say, right? Like, is it just that they got to be the lucky ones and we're sitting here going, man, yeah, it just kind of stinks that, that all we get are like these stories. And the answer, my brothers and sisters, is absolutely not. Like, because here's the thing. If, if it was only, if it was not possible to encounter Jesus today in the same way that his apostles encountered him back then, that all of this would be massively unfair, unjust, go home, forget about it. But because of Jesus and the power of the Holy Spirit, because of what he's given the church, you and I have the ability to encounter the same Jesus that the apostles encountered. 
Like, we have the ability to meet Jesus in the same way that the apostles met him. Like, he's not gone. He's not just simply a person that, like, we think about or remember at Mass. Like, we are not here simply as, like, the Jesus fan club who gets together on a daily basis to be like, yeah, remember that guy? Lived 2,000 years ago, walked on water. Man, that guy was great. Wish he was around still, you know? No, we come together because he is still alive. Amen? Like, he is still with us. He is here, and it is possible to meet him today. It is possible to meet him today, to encounter him, to encounter him. And the thing is, there is nobody in this universe who wants to encounter you more than the living Jesus. Like, his heart is bursting with a longing for you to know not only that he's real, but that he has eyes for you. That he knows you. He knows your desires. He knows, like, the dreams you have in your heart. He knows how deeply you want to be seen and noticed. He knows knows your heart. He wants you to know that. And we meet him in the sacraments. We meet him in the scriptures. We meet him in our hearts. This is a place, this entire week, God has given you an immense gift, my friends. He's given you a time and a space that's different than your normal time and space a place and an opportunity for your hearts to be disposed to meet this Jesus. And if you've met him already, to go deeper with this Jesus. Because he's a real person. Like the Eucharist that you're about to receive in this Mass, it's not just bread. And you might know that here. But does your heart know it yet? Like the God who hung the stars in the sky, who created the rings of Saturn, the God who split the Red Sea, the God who flamed out of the burning bush, he became flesh and he hid himself in that which is so small, in that which is so vulnerable and frail, something that you could just overlook and walk past. Like 2,000 years ago at the first Christmas when God... The ancient one, this great strength of the ages, was lying in a manger. Like all of the treasure of heaven was hidden in a tiny thing on earth that you could hold with your hands. That's what we believe as Christians. And like the logic has not changed. The same God who hid himself in the tiny flesh of a baby comes and hides himself in the tiny flesh of the host that's going to be placed on your hand or placed on your tongue. Like the same Jesus the same Jesus. The question is like, what kind of heart are we bringing to this encounter? Are we expecting to meet him or are we expecting it to be just like everything else? My brothers and sisters, I want you to close your eyes. Jesus has dreams for you this week. The Jesus who like said that the universe who has a Milky Way galaxy and stars beyond counting The same God who spoke creation into being, who made every drop of water, all the oceans, every plant, every animal, that same God of endless creativity looked at his creation and said, the thing that is missing is you. And out of his infinite love, he called you into being. And he has you here this week. There's a million reasons why you might think you're here this week. But the author of this moment 
is the God of the universe who is wildly in love with you, who has been waiting your whole life to step forth into your world to say, I am here, and I am real, and I know you, and I love you, and I have plans for you. Will you trust me? Will you open your heart to me? Will you have a little bit of willingness to let down the guard and to let me in? Because I'm the God who changes everything. I'm the God who makes the impossible possible. I'm the God who moves mountains and splits oceans. This week, my brothers and sisters, keep your heart open. Keep your heart open. Keep your heart open. Because the real and living Jesus is here. He desires you. He doesn't see crowds. He sees you. Give him your heart and ask his mother to lead you to him. Amen.